Hola, Dennis. How are things? Uh, we have a new Australian Open draw. Very exciting times always around the Grand Slams. And the tennis starts with a bang. And there's some huge first-round matchups. Uh, but first of all, what, how are you doing? Hi, Giannis. Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, finally, we're here. Uh, it's it's starting. It's, it's great. Tennis is on. And, and I mean, you know, it, there has been a 2-250s in the WTA. Adelaide is... 500s which are quite interesting for me that they're actually playing two 500s in a row instead of two 250s so that was that was quite a an eye-catching something for me and before we do anything um happy days for naomi osaka who's gonna be a mum. so that's uh the internet is full of it and and that's that's as fun as it is but you know it, it's great that tennis is back um, some interesting results. Djokovic winning uh, last week and also a few other guys uh, winning here and there. Like 250s were, were on the cards. Um, but Djokovic, uh, when, when, I, when I spoke to my friends and said that we were going to uh, come up with our own predictions for the draw um, of the Aussie Open, everyone was saying it's easy Djokovic, isn't it? But is it? Yeah, I, I mean... I. Looking at the first week of action, he looks so strong, like mentally. I mean, he wasn't, he was in trouble uh, in the final against Korda. Korda was playing really well, uh, but still, when, you know, match points down. He, I don't know how he does it. Like every time he seems to come up with the goods. Uh, so it, it's hard to bet against him, but who knows? I mean, also looking at the draw, getting straight into that. I think he had the like the nicest draw of all the strong players. Like he got a really soft one, uh, which it is, it is, is yeah. you can't say that for um, Rafa Nadal, for example. Like it's completely opposite in the way they they have to start this this tournament. So uh, I thought like when you get like a seed lower down, you usually get a tougher draw. But um, Djokovic in this case was pretty lucky that he has uh, a good good start to the event, most likely. Usually Djokovic gets good draws. So I mean. We don't really talk about it enough, but he usually gets a really nice two or three rounds and then he plays himself into it and then he's unstoppable. But usually that's the case. I don't really know why. I don't think there's a theme, obviously. And then I don't, you know, I'm, I don't really like dodgy business and I don't think there's any. But usually Djokovic's draws are like, you, you look at it, it's like a, a week to 50 what he has to come through so it's it's really weird i wanted to talk about corda a little bit before we dive into the draw because obviously we uh that's that's the main topic of of today's but but corda is an interesting one uh one of my good friends i i quoted him many many times and shout out to gareth uh, he said that corda is like a modern day verdict that he hits the ball really well like the sweet spot of his racket seems like it massive because he just he hits it really well i said i think it's it's down to the agassi um coaching now that he hits it so cleanly and and he had his match point um i think two it was um but maybe just one uh corda is is an unbelievable talent and i think he'll do well he only said and and i have to agree that his movement isn't the best so he's he's quick and you know burdick was quick and they they moved well but they were a bit clumsy they're a bit too too tall for it and when you see Titipas or medvedev they can move around even when they're like six four or six five that sort of thing but with corda it's a bit different um, they might work on it. Um, he might get a few slams. 
I hope he will because he's he's a nice kid and and he he hits a massive ball. He really does. But that's what I wanted to start off with. Uh, is that maybe Corda is the modern day verdict? Yeah, he's a dangerous one. We can start with the number one seed if we look at the the men's draw. Rafa Nadal first round. He plays against a very inform Jack Draper, who beat Hachanov in Adelaide two. Uh, they have two tournaments, so one is called two. Uh, not the sexiest name, but it works. And uh, <laughs> so he beat him 6 4 7 6. It's a big statement. Usually, Hachanov likes playing down under as well. He is going to be tough for Rafa. And, and I mean, like the potential headline here is that Rafa might lose first round, which should not be a huge shock considering like his United Cup was a bit so so. And you never know with him 100% at the start of the year how he's feeling physically and et cetera, et cetera. But he's Rafa Nadal, so he might also win even if he goes down like a set or two and still win and still start mauling through the draw. Uh, it might not be as as effortless as perhaps for Djokovic, but he, he's still uh, always ultra dangerous and he did win last year. So we have to give him the respect uh, he deserves, but still it's, it's a very rough first round draw. And then he potentially has Nakashima in the second, uh, who's playing McDonald's. That's an old American encounter. Two good players, but not ultra dangerous, I would say. And yeah, then we move down and he can get like Medvedev in the round four. So it's uh, yeah, it's a tough one for Rafa. It really is. And um, I do feel for Rafa because I think he could have had uh, Carbez Baena like uh, Djokovic or, or something like that. And then he could play himself into it. Um, Draper is really, really dangerous. I, I obviously love Rafa. Written him off so many times that we, we don't really know. He didn't play badly. Uh, I, I said it in, in the previous podcast as well. I didn't think he played badly in the United Cup. He was just, um, you know, he he was playing with good players and, and, and he won sets from both of them. And and he uh, he didn't, I, I didn't feel he played badly. His serve is a bit lacking and, and he cannot go up as, as much as he would like to for the serve. But it will be a tricky one against Draper. I... Um, I would say even that it's a 50-50, which is weird. Although uh, Draper is playing the semis, as you said, he beat Hachanov. And um, he's playing the semis in Adelaide too. I just despise this name. Um, and, um, and, and, I, and I think Draper might be a bit... He, he is still struggling a bit with his physicality. So I think that that might be the case, that, that, might, there, there might be, uh, um, that, that might come into play. But um, no one is really talking about Nakashima either. And Nakashima won the next gen. Yeah, it was the, the worst uh, or the, the least competitive next gen ATP finals um, since it started. So, so it, it, no one really cares about that too much about the next gen any, anyway. But I think, um, I, I think it is, it is a, a, an interesting, a really interesting draw uh, for for Rafa uh, because the first two rounds are both really tricky. Uh, Nakashima is a clean striker as well, so that that will I mean, and that's what Rafa doesn't really like. He doesn't really like big strikers. He he likes to to come into the point to to play the chess game. What Djokovic does as well, but obviously it is it is a bit different. So I don't want to be the one who, to say that Rafa will lose in the first round of a of a slam because I don't really believe that that can happen but it's on the cards definitely on the cards 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a, that's a, a tough start, but I mean, might get him going as well. So who knows, you know, what, what the future brings. Uh, we have uh, other informed players currently playing. Uh, one of them is Kokinakis, who um, is in the quarterfinals. He's usually very good at the start of the season. He won his first ATP last year in Adelaide. Now he's playing against Kecmanovic at the time of talking. He's up 3-0 in the first set, so looks good. Might reach the semis. And then he'll have an interesting start to uh, the Aussie Open. The problem for, with him is that he um, can get injured and, you know, too many matches might get him down the path of injury again. Uh, but besides Kokinakis, we can talk about another blockbuster first run, which is Andrew Rublev versus Dominic Team. Uh, Team with a wild card. Uh, Rublev, obviously, top 10 player. Uh been playing pretty solidly i would say but he's not the guy that would do anything spectacular that's that's rarely the case at least what we've seen so far can dominic team beat rublev what do you think i don't uh, we we haven't seen Domi this year yet so we don't really know he was he was um pretty good in in um the last few weeks of 2022 so i i, I have high hopes and and rublev i don't know if it's down to the nike um swap or or what but rublev doesn't really look that um he's he's not as he's not as solid or he's not as not as aggressive what i've seen against kokinakis look kokinakis is playing really well on 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 these hard courts and that sort of thing but i i don't know i mean i i hope that Domi will have a a, a good good tournament I cannot really see him beating Rublev. I don't think he still has that much power uh, going into that matchup. But but look, I as I say, I haven't seen him. I know he's been working super hard because he's a really really hard worker. But I I mean, you know, there there will be a few upsets. I'm pretty sure there will be a few upsets in the first round. There's quite a few nice nice um, uh, blockbusters, and and definitely Rublev team is one of them. And I think it's it's fairly good for team that he's not starting against the Djokovic because he could have, and and he is uh, starting against the Rublev, who's maybe not as in form. Maybe his mind wasn't a hundred percent set on on this um, on this down under tour. Um, but in general, I, I think I think Rublev will come through maybe in four or in five, but Domi has a chance. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I mean, it's first round, you always have a chance because you don't know how, like, you uh, will maybe start a bit nervously and so on, you know. Uh, so that, that will definitely be an interesting match. I, I believe team can win it, actually. I, I think that there's a chance. I think he can play without pressure because he's playing Rublev as well, so maybe he gets going. Another blockbuster we have before we move on to the more in-depth draw situation. Berrettini, Mare, um, quite rough for Mare. Berrettini's been a little bit injured on and off, so it's not a bit, bit, bit of a question mark. And we know Mare likes to play five-set matches with there's grinding, grinding, grinding. So it could be a tricky one for, for Berrettini. Look, what I what I can say is that Berrettini came back fires um, all, all guns blazing. Um, if if you look at the United Cup, he he won most of his matches. So and he was playing with really really tough opponents. Yeah, Tsitsipas beat him, but it was it was also a three setter, like a tiebreak in the third set or a six four in the third set. I think it was. So uh, Berrettini was and and I think he he hit. Two, we haven't mentioned it, but honorable mentions, two shots from either the, the men's or the women's side. Shiontek hit 
um, and, and around the post, uh, unbelievable shot, which is a contender for the shot of the season. It's straight away on the first week <laughs> back in action. And Berrettini hit like this um, flick of the wrist, literally from the back backboard. Um, unbelievable passing shot. It was it was unreal. So um, uh, both guys, um, Shiontek and, and Berrettini, uh, they had a few blunders, but I think uh, both guys played well. And we will get to the women's draw, obviously. Uh, but Berrettini seemed strong. He seemed a lot stronger for me than what he was at the, the end of last year. So I think Berrettini will sail through that match. If you ask me, I think it will be a, um, a straight set uh, Berrettini win because he, he seemed really strong. And he's on, on telly as well because of break points. So <laughs> um, mixed reviews. I, I don't know if, if uh, I, I know it's, it's not, not down to the draw, but have you, have you heard about the reviews of, of break point and how people I like have, it? Uh, I have not actually. I, I know some people had like screeners and stuff. Uh, I, I'm, it's coming out tomorrow. So I was going to like wait, uh, but I'm keen to hear what, what are people saying? So what I've heard is, um, uh, there was uh, the um, I, I like that guy tennis mentor on um, on Instagram. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's a he's a nice chap. I don't know him personally, but I don't think he's far away from me. So we might meet up one day, or we might invite him to the podcast or something. Um, and he said it like it it's more like an ad for for Breakpoint than anything else. But he he said that it's um, it's interesting. Uh, there's a bit of foul language, as you would expect with Kyrgios, and it's it's a good structure because um, every episode uh, focuses on two players, and then they will be brought back later. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm a lot more excited about the golf um, draft to survive than than the tennis. I have to say because as we talked about it, I might I might be pleasantly surprised, although. The reviews are almost unanimously saying that it's not as good as it could be, um, and it's down to the fact that these these are these are the guys who are not the most exciting. I would say. I mean, obviously, Kyrgios and TFO, We always talk about it that those those two guys are really really exciting. But apart from that, it's not it's not something which which is uh, it, which is that nice um, in that perspective. So I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 definitely gonna watch it. Obviously, I'm gonna watch it. But in the meantime, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a lot more excited about the the golf one. Yeah, so there's a golf one coming out. I didn't know that. Like another. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It is it is coming in uh, mid February uh, about and 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 that's the biggest players. So uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, uh, Tony Fino. So so all the all the really really good golf players. I don't know if you're following it anyway, no. but but it I don't. Is, but um, I think it's it's one of the things with these types of series is that it's more interesting when you don't know so much. It's like okay, I'm I'm I like golf. I used to play. Uh, I I like to go on the range and hit a few buckets of balls. So I would like to see that one because I I don't know enough about it. I I'm not I'm not following the tour. While for tennis, I'm you so into tennis that it's like the news or the information or the what's happening behind the scenes. You know, I, I it's not going to be a surprise. You know, it's that that's my problem here. But for maybe people who don't know anything about tennis, it could be cool, right? I don't know. I really hope so because that's the whole point of it. Because like a lot of people got into Formula One because of the Drive to Survive, and and it was a fascinating show with with a couple of seasons, I think like three seasons now or something. So yeah, and and it would be great. But 
that's that's what we said many times, and and we can just go back to that. That literally, that's the that's the problem for us is that we know exactly what's happening behind the scenes as well because we that's what we do. That's that's our our hobby slash job to be up to date with all these um, all these happenings. What what what's going on? So we won't be like when we'll know that like Kyrgios is rude to his camp, and I don't know Tom Yanovich is is not a nice girl. Uh, to the um, I don't know hotel uh, workers, then we'll know that that's the case, and and we know that Berrettini is a lovely chap, Rudy is a lovely chap. So there's there's not going to be a a massive massive surprise element for us, but hopefully it, they will prove us wrong, and that will be a great series, and 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 it will be something which which will uh, bring tennis uh, the glory days back. Let's put it that way. And and this is a good good opportunity for them because the three goats are almost out of the door. Apart from Djokovic, who will go on for like fifty more day, fifty more years. But um, but yeah, it, it is it is a good opportunity for them to to maybe have new fans. And um, I don't know the structure. I don't know what they will bring up. Um, but hopefully, it will be something which which people will will watch and 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 will tune into the um, Aussie Open now that it's on. So the timing is right. Um, the uh, the characters will be there. I don't know. Have you heard if if uh, Kyrgios and Kokinakis are trying to defend their title in in dubs? I have not heard. Uh, I would not be surprised. I mean, but maybe it's not as exciting now that they won it last year and they all you know have only things to lose. It seems like I don't know. I haven't heard. I'll, I'll check it. Uh, talking about Kokinakis, his first round opponent is Fognini, and Fognini has had a rough 2022. Uh, so we'll see if he can perform. I, I find it slightly unlikely. He's not the biggest fighter, and if things are getting rough, he's. I have a feeling he might fold a bit under that pressure or under that negative emotion. Uh, so that seems like a good start for Kokinakis, actually. And then we have another player back in action. Um, that's Alexander Zverev, but he's having a pretty good draw at Varias from Peru. No, maybe not. Yeah, I think Peru. Mm. Um, so yeah, Zverev. What do you think of his chances? I mean, he's uh, he's been out of the game for a while. He did play United Cup. I don't know how he did there. He he did pretty well, and I think it will be. Um, yeah, I mean, Goffin in the second round isn't isn't the easiest of draws. To be fair, I think Zverev made a conscious decision not coming back last year, and I mean, it was quite quite a a serious injury what he had. So it, it was a weird one that he. Um, yeah, he didn't wait a lot before he came back, and 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 I mean, it seemed a bit early, but he moves well. It seems like uh, he he was hitting the ball pretty well. He won a few matches, I think, or maybe just one or two or something. But he played the uh, Diria Cup as well, so he has quite a few matches under his belt now. And and um, he was a force to reckon with last year, and then you know that unfortunate injury sort of took him out of the game and now he's 12th seed as i've seen so he will be an interesting um underdog he's not going to win it no chance no chance he no chance he's going to win it but i think it's uh it's an interesting one um really nice uh, first draw um first round draw Farias, yeah i think he's he's I would say a clay court grinder so he's not going to make much difference for Zverev's game the um the second serve problems came back for Zverev I've seen so he, he hit like I don't know 15 dubs um on 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 his 
on his debut. And we haven't said that the um, the United States won the United Cup, which is which is great, which is which is good for Fritz, which is good for TFO, and and I think Rafa's draw, and and we'll we will break it down now because I think that's that's what we should do. Rafa's draw is is one of the hardest I've seen almost ever. I mean, it, it it seems absolutely horrific to to start off with Draper, then play Nakashima, then in the fourth round, uh, Tiafo, then Medvedev, then Tsitsipas, then then possibly Djokovic. This is this is unreal. This is literally the the toughest draw what you can have. And I don't think Rafa has the game to to match that. But we'll we'll talk about that. But Zverev, yeah, I mean, you know, I I think he will, he can, he can get into the last state. He can maybe get into the semis if he gets, uh, um, if he gets a rhythm going. But I don't really see him winning it. No, no, no. I mean, I sh- I think he should be happy winning a few matches and getting back into tour life. I would say. Um, other players we don't have Alcaraz. He is injured. Uh, which is a shame for the event, I would say. But, you know, we have many other exciting players. Another informed player starts against a fellow countryman. We have Oshar Aliasim. This is in quarter two. He's playing Pospisil in the first round. Uh, so we'll see what Aliasim can do this year. He is a bit of a hard one to pinpoint, I would say. Sometimes you you think, yeah, he's going to go through at two quarters at least. But... I have a feeling sometimes he, he doesn't quite show up and, and he might lose. But then on the other hand, 2022 was his breakthrough year where he showed that he can actually uh, keep a very consistent winning uh, score. So uh, we'll see. But he can face Wawrinka in the second round. And if Wawrinka gets through Molchan, which is not an easy yeah. round. but Yeah, yeah, it definitely isn't. Molchan is is, uh, is playing really well. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's playing well this year, but he played really well last year. So uh I think it would be even a bit of an upset if uh, Vavrinka would beat um, Molchan. And it's going to be interesting for Roger Aliassim because they, they obviously win the Davis, won the Davis Cup with um, Pospisil as his dubs partner. So it, it will be um, an emotional sort of match for, uh, for Felix. And we've seen Felix uh, having the results uh, gone his way pretty much. The, the shame for Felix that it's not indoors <laughs> yeah because <laughs> he would he would love that yeah he loves it yeah, uh, and we also wanted to wanted to because that that's his quarter uh and that's his last 16 uh cam nori which will be a tricky encounter will it yeah cam nori is uh, playing uh i mean he's so solid like i mean he's not having bad tournaments it seems like anymore and just uh, winning against pretty much everyone he needs to beat or should beat looking at his ranking Super solid. Um, starts against the wild card, Luca Fanash, which is actually a very talented player. So uh, we will see. But it could be a good tournament for Nori. Uh, his draw is not the worst, I would say. He's on a pretty good... The second quarter looks like the least dangerous one in terms of players. We have Sitsipas, Saliasim. Sitsipas is a question mark, of course. We have Sinner, but it's also a little bit difficult to pinpoint. And uh, Nori... And then there's not that much more to to talk about in that draw. There's Fuchovic. Get... Yeah, 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 yeah. We, I, you know, <laughs> I, I wish your your Hungarian players all the best. In the tournament. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's yes, as exciting uh... as uh, Mikael Imer from Sweden. Uh, so, in the third draw, we have a famous guy called Nick Kyrgios starting against the Roman Safiulin. Uh, I'm borrowing his racket right now. Could have a chance to go far if he's in the right mindset, as you know. 
it's in the same draw as Novak Djokovic, who we mentioned starts against, against Corbayas Baena, which is a pretty good draw. Then gets maybe Hugo Delian uh, if he gets through that lucky loser. And yeah, he will keep on keep on pushing through the draw. Uh, there's Holger Rune in this draw as well. Holger Rune and uh, Kyrgios are the one, the threats, I would say, to, to Djokovic. That is a that is a massive blockbuster, isn't it? Third round, Kyrgios Rune. I mean, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Third round. That's that's just that's just luck of the draw. Obviously, there's Danavo. Um, there's Rublev, who we talked about that we don't really think he's going to be a factor this year. Um, Kareno Busta wasn't playing that well. Uh, we've got Demi Noor, who played pretty well, so that might be an interesting in um, in front of the home home crowd. Um, honorable first round. Dimitrov against Karatsev, which will also be a, a pretty one, a pretty good one, because Karatsev was 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 getting a few results this year, so he's um, he's actually playing okay. I wouldn't say he he has a chance. He might be playing Djokovic in the third round, and that will be an interesting one because if if he closes his eyes and just goes for all his shots, he has a chance not beating Djokovic, but taking maybe a set or two. Yeah, um, no, and Djokovic has lost to him in the past, so it's it's uh, mentally a bit tougher. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And we've got Eisner, um, who I'm always saying, I, I read an article about, about him that he was saying that he's uh, he's still feeling strong and he's uh, he's the oldest guy in the top 100. And, and he's really, really proud of that achievement and he's happy with that. And, and now um, he's going to be uh, facing uh, Manorino, which is um, which is quite a tricky one. I think uh, Eisner has a... a a lot of power for for Manorino. so it will be an interesting one, and it's a really tricky one for Deminor's second round to play Eisner, who can who can you know if if he can string together a few a uh, few good rounds, he's he's a threat even for even for Djokovic if he really really gets it going. Um, I don't, yeah, he's he's obviously not a real threat anymore, but he's uh, he's still an honorable mention, and and he can have a, a pretty pretty good, uh, uh, yeah, pretty pretty. Good tournament if he strings it together. Although, I mean, Deminor is a tough one. He's a great returner. Uh, he can get it back and 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 he can maybe win a few more points. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if we go to quarter four, we have one player who's one of the you know biggest breakthroughs. I think twenty twenty two won Masters tournaments, won the United Cup now at the start of the year. Taylor Fritz, and we've talked a lot about him before. Um, he's playing Basilashvili. From Georgia, who hits the ball like it was like a fly, and he wants to murder it, and uh, he's just gonna keep doing that until hopefully it goes in. Uh, he can beat anyone, Basilashvili, but he seems to be a little bit off form so far. But that might turn around. I mean, if he has a lights out match, he he might beat Fritz, but I find it unlikely. Fritz is a bit too too solid, um. So I think he should go through. Then he has Poprin most likely in the next round and Poprin is playing well. So that's a tough one. Uh, will be some big striking in that game. Other guys to watch in this draw. I don't think Schwartzman will do a lot. He seems a little bit injured as well. Kecmanovic is getting better. Um, we have a good first round in Davidovich Fukina versus Bublik, uh, which could be a, a fun match. Might be five sets in my, my estimation. Uh, other players to watch would be Jensen Brooksby, uh, who is... A tough opponent, and he starts with Christopher O'Connell, but then he might get Tommy Paul soon. And Tommy Paul is uh, dangerous here in the draw as well. Some very young 
tough Americans. The question mark, I would say, is on Kasper Ruud. Uh, how will he play after losing early in the ATP? Uh, was it Adelaide 2 he played and he lost uh, early on? Um, I don't really think that's a problem. I, I, would, I personally believe Ruud will get to the semis. Um, I think I think this is a fairly reasonable draw for him. Um, I mean, he's playing a really good um, Czech Republic play, player, uh, Mahats, who's a, who's an unbelievable talent. Um, he's still not really showing it as much as he could, but now he's in. He, he's a good player. That's 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 all I can say. He's playing possibly Brugsby in the second round, and Brugsby has this weird um, hybrid of a blade um, painted into a cx or a, a, an fx or whatever the um uh, the dunlop frame um yeah. and and it was mostly dunlop who did the uh, who who had the most waves um because they have brigsby they have uh poprin they, they have katsmanovic so it, it's it's quite funny that this is this is the dunlop um a quarter, uh, because you've got uh, quite a few guys who are playing Dunlop. Yeah, Jack Draper uh, as well, but not in this uh, quarter. But they have signed yeah. quite a few players, like to their yeah, team, yeah. I would say. Yeah, and also Tommy. Uh, sorry, not Tommy Paul. Uh, Tommy Paul went to Yonex, which is also uh, one thing which we just found out not long ago. Um, I mean, I did at least. Um, and and he will be. It, it's going to be a tough draw for Paul. And he was playing unbelievably well with his blades or Blade Pro or H22 or whatever. I never know with Wilson. That was a regular and, blade, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, and he is um, like he will be he will be struggling um, possibly against either Bublik or Davidovich Fakina. Although I think Paul has a better game now than those two. And then he has Rude. Uh, who's pretty good. It's going to be, for me, this quarter will be Fritz against Rude. So this will be a fairly straightforward in my liking. Um, but that, that's that's going to be an interesting one. And, and Kokinakis is here. You you you, you spoke about Fagnini. I think uh, Fagnini is, is almost out of the door. I think that that could be his last season as well. Maybe he will be carrying on in dubs only um, because he has a pretty good relationship with Bellelli. So that might be a case that they he will be just focusing on that one. Maybe he will play a few tournaments here and there in singles just uh, to get some uh, money flow going. Because obviously everyone wants to see Fagnini because he's uh, he's fun to watch. So uh, so definitely that's that's one more thing. But uh, yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we have our uh, usual predictions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go through it. I was thinking we do um, we do each uh, quarters. We get to, to the quarters one by one, but relatively quickly. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> so first quarter, I'm going to give that to you. We, we do one each. Um, we have the Rafa's quarter. Who do you think will reach the quarterfinals in the in this one? We have Rafa and Medvedev being the two top names here, I would say. Yeah, I, w- I would possibly say it will be Tiafo and Medvedev. Um, that's, that's my... Um my quarter here i think rafa might scrape through draper uh, will possibly beat nakashima then he has either your uh favorite player emer or nishioka <laughs> sorry that's I okay <laughs> that's okay um and um and and we've got hachanov who's not playing badly but he's nothing spectacular at the moment although on on uh, grand slams he's he's shining through quite quite well uh, so I think it will be Tiafo against Medvedev this quarter. That's a good shout. I'm actually going to second that one. I, that was the guys I had written down before. 
Um, I, I like TFO's chances here. I think he has a pretty good, decent draw. And, you know, he has energy. And, yeah, I think it's a good good shot. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Rafa might prove us both wrong, but that's that's then a luxury problem in a way because it's always fun to see Rafa. Uh, okay. And also, Cord- sorry, sorry, just just a quick one. Uh, Korda might be, might be, Korda and Shapovalov are in this draw. So Korda yeah. might be a bit uh, dangerous for Medvedev. I don't think Korda has the game to beat Medvedev in a best of five yet. He might do later, but I just wanted to talk about Korda and Shapovalov. Shapovalov will uh, have a, a tricky third round with Hurkacz, and Hurkacz is obviously a great player. So it, it will. It, that's a tough draw. That's that it really is. First round, Lajovic shouldn't be a problem. Then possibly Taro Daniel, which shouldn't be a problem. And then Hurkacz. So um, it is. It is a tough one for for. Yeah, that Dennis. side of it uh, looks pretty pretty difficult. All right, let's go to quarter two. I can start there. There we have a few exciting players. We have Sitsipas, uh, Nori, Choric, Aliasim. Um, Musetti, to name a few of the the seeded players, as well as Yannick Sinner, who starts against Kyle Edmund, and uh, he's Kyle Edmund is back from long time injury, not a threat to Yannick Sinner in in my opinion. Uh, I would say for the quarters here, I do believe Sitsipas will go through, although I I am far from uh, feeling it 100 to be honest, but I think he will go through there, and uh, I would say Aliasim on the other side. I will, no, no, I changed my mind. I will say Cameron Nori because Nori seems to prove me wrong at all times. So Sitsipas and Nori for me on that side. You. Okay, so I will go with Sitsipas, although I think Sinner might might somehow find his form later because I think it's a really reasonable draw for him to start with Edmund. Um, I think Edmund is there because of his protected ranking. So Edmund is uh, trying to come back, but um, yeah, I don't think he's there yet. Although Tsitsipas' first round against uh, Quentin Hallis uh, will be a pretty tricky one because uh, Hallis was, uh, I think he, he played a final in India uh, where, um, um, what's his name? Uh, the Greek Spore, Greek Spore won. And um, yeah, he will, and, and funnily enough, it's a Greek Spore in the third round possibly for Tsitsipas or Van de Sanchov. Um, that will be an old um, Dutch affair in the second round, as I see Griegsburg against Van de Sanschulp. So that will be interesting. But yeah, I will go with uh, Tsitsipas and uh, Felix. That's that's my my prediction for that. Cool. All right. Felix and Sitsi. We'll see. Yeah, Aliasim is, is definitely one that I was going to pick. But I, yeah, who knows? Nori is a tough one. Okay, we'll do third quarter we have a few interesting players we have Kyrgios he's seeded 19 but as you know he's can beat anyone Rune uh, one of the most improved players last year and then we have a certain Novak Djokovic Deminor and so on yeah Djokovic is my uh, my pick here obviously from the bottom part of the of the third quarter and uh, then I'm going to say Rune f- because I believe in him more than Kyrgios although I might be proven wrong uh, what about you yeah, I agree. Uh, it's the only question is obviously Kyrgios and how he wants to play um, and how he will deal with the pressure, what he will be facing. Um, but I, I said that I, I believe in Rune a lot because I think he had a really good um, preseason. Um, yeah, he lost in the first round in in India, and and you know, I, I think he just wanted to play that tournament because it's it's almost his name. So that's why he wanted to go there because it's Pune and Rune. That <laughs> um, <laughs> <Dad> jokes. <laughs> Sorry, it's just that yeah, it, it is a dead joke. But um, 
but yeah, so I, I think it is, um, it is Rune for me, although again, Cressy on a hard court, um, it will be an interesting second round. Um, but who knows if, if Cressy can actually beat Ramos Vinolas, who's always good and who's always solid. Um, but it, it is, that's by far for me, that's, that's the, the that's the toughest, uh, eight in the, in the one, two, eight, um, Kyrgios, Safiuli, Ngaske, Umber, Cressy, Ramos, Vinolas, Krajinovic, Rune. Everyone is a great player here. Everyone is a great player. So it's it's really tough to predict, but I would possibly go with Rune. And I think he's um, he's he's going to be flying uh, until Djokovic, and Djokovic will put him into his place. Yep. So uh, Rune Djokovic then for yep. quarter three. Uh, I'll move into quarter four. There we have Fritz, we have Kecmanovic, Sverev, Berrettini, Bautista Gut, and Kasper Ruud. Uh, Tommy Paul is there as a dangerous threat as well, as, a few, as well as a few other players. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go with some super uh, surprising stuff. Uh, I think Fritz is going to go from the first part of that quarter. Then the second part is the toughest one. We have the Berrettini, super dangerous if he's in form with his big serve. We have Kasper Ruud, who, who is become like a, a so, so solid player, like he just knows how to win tennis matches. Um, those are the two guys I want to bring through, but I'm going to go with Berrettini uh, there. That's more of a wishful thinking than maybe something else. But uh, yeah, Fritz Berrettini on quarter four. Uh, it's Fritz Ruud for me, because I, I believe Ruud will get to the semis. That's that's my, my thinking. Fritz will be strong. Um, and to be fair, he will face a tricky one in the last eight against, uh, sorry, uh, in the last 16 against Zverev. Because um, Zverev will get through there, because it's it's um, pretty reasonable for him, because he's, uh, he's going to be playing possibly golf fan, as we talked about. Um, and then he's going to be playing uh, possibly J.J. Wolf. Um, I think JJ Wolf is 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 a strong contender to get to the last thirty two, and uh, and then we've got possibly Fritz, who's going to struggle with Popperin. Uh, Popperin has been playing some lights out tennis, um, but but yeah, it's it's going to be Fritz route for me. Cool. All right. So it gives us slightly different quarters, but we're pretty much aligned. I would say there there are no shocking results here, no ultra uh, surprises. Yeah, quarterfinals, Tiafo Medvedev. Who do you pick? Medvedev. Yeah, same here. I think he's going to be in the semis. Sitsipas Aliasim. I would go with Felix. I think he has a really strong game, and now he believes that he can do it. Yeah, I agree with this one. Uh, we have Rune. But you said Nori. You, you said Nori. So, yeah, yeah, so but I'm, I'm going to go with, with your... Um, I'm, I'm, I was close to Aliasim, so it's easier and, and uh, speedier. <laughs> okay. I don't think Nori is going to win that match anyway. So so it's like, um, I think it makes sense. Uh, then we... Okay, Rune Djokovic. Djokovic. Yeah, straight straight through. No no question about that. And Fritz versus Rude, in your case. Now that's a good one. I I I picked Rude, but but you you don't really believe in Rude. I think he is a great tournament player, Rude. So I think he he is doing really well. I do believe in Fritz, and now Fritz has so many results to back it up that it can be Fritz's year this year. I think Fritz can definitely be in the top three of the rankings, and and um, he can he can do miracles um so you know what i said fritz but i will uh, sorry i said rude but i will go with fritz on this one yeah i think we're in alignment there so we have uh medvedev aliasim djokovic fritz in the semifinals which are good semifinals 
Yeah, I would say Medvedev and Djokovic. Uh, yeah. It seems fairly fairly straightforward. And and I really do hope, uh, because Djokovic beat Medvedev fairly easily in Adelaide 1, um, it was a straight sets win and it didn't seem like there were some good points. But I do hope that Medvedev can um, can cause a bit of uh, problem for, for Djokovic. So I would possibly say uh, Medvedev-Djokovic uh, for the final. And Djokovic to win. That is, I think, yes. our both estimation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was pretty pretty straightforward, that one. It wasn't that... Um, I mean, we might be completely off, but hopefully it's fun when there's when there's surprises happening. I mean, that's really what we would like to see. But usually in these tournaments, when the best players in the world play, they, they seem... I mean, and Djokovic looks so hungry to prove himself from like being shut out of the Australian Open last year. So I think he's going to be even more dangerous than normal, which is... Uh, Tough one for the other players. All right, we might move straight into the women because we need to uh, get into that as well. And and in the women's, we can go quarter by quarter, a bit more organized. Um, first quarter, we have Svantec being the undisputed world number one, uh, but she is in a draw with Coco Goff, uh, Daniel Collins, always dangerous. Paula Badosa can can beat anyone as well as you know. And we have Emma Raducanu, um, who is getting Tamara Korpac in the first round, which is she should be able to go through but she is a little bit injured she has uh i don't know is a hamstring or there's something no i think it was her ankle uh ankle. which happened now uh that apparently the courts uh were quite slippery and and she slipped and she she injured her uh her ankles and then she was uh blaming the organizers and that sort of thing it's like oh come on that's a not super easy draw i mean i'm a, I, I usually believe in Sviontek. i think she's a great athlete and and a big ball striker I, I just think she often deserves to go through and uh, she was playing well as in the United Cup so I'm gonna go Sviontek and the second player is a tough one uh, but I would like Coco Goff to go through so I, I think she's good for tennis so let's say yeah. Sviontek and Goff the other thing is that you haven't mentioned Rybakina uh, or Rybakina or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah Rybakina. And, yeah. and she, um, she is a great player. Andreescu is there who played pretty well. Um, so I think that's that's an interesting one on Andreescu, how she can fare against uh, Shiontek in the last, uh, whatever, 64 or no, 32. Uh, but yeah, I... I, I Collins is, is a tough one, but I would definitely go with uh, what you said, Coco Goff and, and Sean Peck for that quarter. Yeah, I think that's a good 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 shot. And a very interesting uh, quarterfinal if that happens. That would be great. Uh, okay, we have Pegula on the second quarter. We have Sakari, Madison Keys, Kvitova. This is a tougher one. Uh, Anisimova, Krejcikova, uh, and Asarenka, to, to name a few players here. Uh, it's kind of hard. I mean, I find the WTA obviously more difficult to um, to predict. There are more, you know, the changes in the, the form and how they play, and you know, some players fade away quickly. Uh, but yeah, Pagula seems to have found a second gear, so I'm going to go with her. Although it's not like a shocking um, prediction, and I'm not sure about Sakari to be honest. So I might go Madison Keys here. Uh, she played well, uh, Sakari, I think, on the United Cup, and they got to the semis. And Sakari was um, was beaten by a few guys, but but in general, she didn't play that badly. Um, yeah, I, I like I like Madison Keys, although yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I will, yeah, I will definitely go with uh, Pagula, and um, yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, it's just a tough one. Um, I'll just go say um, Sakari. I will just yep. go with Sakari. I think that's a good good prediction. Uh, that was my my second choice. Uh, third quarter, Kazatkina, Pliskova, uh, what else? Kontaveit, question mark. Caroline Garcia, I know you you rate her, and she's she can play unbelievably well. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to go with Garcia and um, Pliskova. Throw that some in some real uh, messy predictions here. Um, might be completely wrong, but she's better on the um, grass, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a, it's not a bad bat because Kasatkina uh, is, is, I think, a fairly safe one, but you don't really know what to expect sometimes from her. She's really solid, but, you know, on hard court, um, if if let's say uh, Pliskova gets it together and she has a massive game, then then she can be anyone. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna go safe again, so I'm gonna go Kasatkina and I'm gonna go Garcia because Garcia has been unreal. Now she's the fourth seed, and I think I think um, she I mean she won almost everything apart from the U.S. at the end of the year. She won the um, the WTA finals. She won several tournaments. I have for as as not even a, a really dark horse for this tournament, so I, I would definitely go with Garcia for this one. Yeah, I think yeah she could uh, she could win the tournament for sure. Uh, I agree with this prediction. Okay, last quarter, final and fourth. Uh, Arena Sambalenka always dangerous if she gets on a run. Ons Jabor always dangerous as well. We have Haddad Maya who has had a good twenty twenty two. Elise Mertens and uh, Sloan Stevens is there, not seeded, which is interesting. Uh, she might have played be playing with a new racket, so I'll keep my eye. And we have some talented like Linda Fruvertova from Czech Republic, a very good and talented young player. We have classics like Garbine Muguruza as well. But uh, hmm, yeah, I don't believe in Sabalenka, but who now knows with her? Uh, Onsjabor, I like her game, so I'm gonna pick her based on that mainly. Um, and who else? Yeah, Benchich. I'll go with Benchich and Jabor. That was a tough one. Um, Sabalenka won one of the Adelaide 500s, so she is definitely in form. Uh, she's uh, she's having a rest this week. She won last week, uh, so I my 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 pick is it's straightforward. Sabalenka, I think she she even has a chance to get to the semis. So my 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 pick is Sabalenka, and yeah, let's go with Anjibor. I'm playing it safe this time. So if if anyone asks me why I picked them, I just said because of the rankings. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, but it is, I mean, like, it's, it's, you don't have so much information at the start of the year. So it's even tougher to predict than, for example, a French Open or, or something like that. But that's very different because you have more, more data, more tournaments have been played. Australian Open just starts like a bam, you know, in the early in the year. And there's been off season. And what happened last season, you don't know if that's going to be a, a play any role in the, in the new season. So we'll see. All right, let's let's try to predict our quarters. Um, first quarter is Sviontek Goff. Yeah, we'll go with um, um, hmm, tough one. I I will go with Sviontek. Um, although I think I think it can be literally a coin toss. Uh, Coco Goff is getting stronger and stronger each year. Uh, she's definitely going to be world number one. Once we don't know when, because until Shiontek is that strong and and she's mentally the strongest in the women's game at the moment, um, yeah, that's why I will go with Shiontek. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. Uh, from the second quarter, I will go 
Pagula, I think she will beat either Sakari or Keys. I don't see Sakari having enough game, although she fights hard and she's, you know, the fittest player probably on the WTA tour. I don't think it's enough. Uh, some players have bigger firepower and bigger games. So Pagula, in, in my prediction, you? Yeah, Pagula, uh, she won the United Cup. She was um, the thick of it. So she was there. Uh, she was playing all matches. Uh, she was winning them all fairly comfortably as well. And I think she beat Shiontek on on uh, one of the occasions. Yeah. Like, really yeah, easily, like 6-1-6-2 or something. It was an eye-opening result as well. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've got Pegula on this one. Yep, I agree. Uh, quarter three, I'm going to say Garcia, even if she plays Kasatkin or my prediction, Pliskova, which was a little bit out there. Uh, I, I also believe she is... Um, she is on the road to winning a slam for sure. Uh, so Garcia there, I think you're going to predict the same. It's my wildest yes, estimation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you you know me really well by now. So, yeah, I I really like Garcia's uh, style. And I um, and I just kind of get my head around it that she's playing in New Balance shoes with Yonex uh, apparel. So that's, oh, that's one more thing which I kind of get. Yeah, that's uh, different. Because obviously she's now uh, fourth in the world. She's playing all Yonex, Yonex racket. Um, Yonex outfit and and she's playing with the New Balance shoes, but maybe they're that good, or maybe that's now sort of a um, something which she wanted to pursue. I don't know. I mean, it's just weird. But her game is massive, so I'll I'll definitely pick her. Yep, I agree. Quarter four uh, was the tougher one. I know you picked Sabalenka, and uh, yes, I I think maybe Sabalenka. I didn't know she won actually that tournament, so. That makes benches, but I kind of like benches as well. So, um, but still, uh, I would like Jabor to go through there. I think it would be a, a good semi against Garcia. So I'm going to say Jabor, uh, maybe against better knowing you. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Sabalenka. I I really rate her, and and she's uh, she's playing fairly freely, so she can um, she can have the nerves, but I think she can actually hit through Jabor. So um, I will I will go this time with Sabalenka. Yep. So that we defer a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I note it down. We'll see. Um, and then we have the semifinals. Uh, Shriontek Pegula. My pick is Shriontek. I, I feel like she's too strong. But I guess, I mean, it, that's a tough one, actually. Yeah, um, interesting one. I'll, I'll pick Pegula. Because um, yep. uh, she she beat Shriontek um, on the United Cup, as mentioned, actually yes. a minute ago. Um, and and with that in mind, I will, I will pick Pegula. Um, and I will pick Garcia. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good shout. I like Garcia, and I I believe Garcia will win the tournament. That was my prediction before. So, what do you think? Same here. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a massive fan. Um, I I always liked her game, and and she needed uh, a good I don't know ten years to really believe that she can win big tournaments, and now she started winning big tournaments. So uh, I think. If if she is playing uh, Shiontek, it will be a really tough one. But if she is playing Pagula, I really do believe that that she will she will win the whole lot. Um, maybe even with with Shiontek, I I will I will pick Garcia. Yep, I agree. I think she uh, she deserves uh, deserves to uh, to win a slam. I mean, she's been uh, stringing along great results, and it's about time at some point that it should should go over there. All right, some good predictions. So we have it. Like winners, no, no super shocker. Uh, Djokovic on the men's side, and we have Garcia on the women's side, which is a little bit more out there, but but we believe Triantic will go pretty far. Uh, and yeah, action starts on Monday, and we, we should be watching quite a bit. Uh, I will try whenever I have time. I'm flying to Malta, so I'll be there for a bit. 
but it would be fun to watch. I always love the slams. And uh, if you're listening and you have some predictions, I'm going to put the post up on tennisnerd.net so you can put in your predictions there as well. And uh, the one who wins, wins $10 million. No, I'm joking. Uh, I can't afford that. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, the same, like, you know, we, it would be really good to have um, a sort of a forum um, conversation starting on, on, on who the listeners think could, could come out of victorious because this is... Um, I wouldn't say it's an open draw because Djokovic has a point to prove. But apart from Djokovic, it is a pretty even eight to ten players who can actually come through. Um, and Medvedev doesn't like we picked him unanimously, but we we don't necessarily believe that um, that Medvedev is that strong this year. But he. He knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a really good tennis player. He's been to the final, I believe, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he... he Twice yeah, in a row, he right? Beat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was beaten by Djokovic and, and he was beaten by um, by Rafa. Rafa. So, uh, so, and yeah, I mean, yeah, bless him. He was <laughs> he was so close to winning it. I, I'm pretty sure he had a few nightmares because of that. I really wanted to do like um, um, a bold predictions for 2023, which we haven't got around but my my bold prediction would have been something like fritz winning two slams or or something like that because i i i do believe i do believe in fritz a lot i think he's he's gonna be really good and maybe even another bold prediction that rune will be world number one come i don't know garros or or something like that so that that would have been another one funnily enough uh, we haven't spoke about it, but three guys can come out world number one after this Aussie. It can be Tsitsipas, it can be Rude, and it can be Djokovic. So these three guys can actually claim world number one from uh, from Alcaraz, um, who has this nasty injury. Um, he had his abdominal, and I think now he had something in his uh, in his legs uh, or something like that. So and and funnily enough, uh, another uh, short story about Alcaraz. He became. Um, at the age of 19 he became the uh the the face of calvin klein um and now he's um <laughs> he's just having these underwears which look i love alcaraz i think you know he, he's he's a nice chap but he's he's not a model um you know he, he doesn't look i mean he's not he's not a mark Wahlberg or something to to get to get underwear but you know he gets a lot of money from from CK, so I, I get it. it. It's just yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a weird choice for me. But look, they they know what they're doing, um, and they they're gonna go with that flow. They can always um, get pictures to look as as good as they need to uh, with some photoshopping. So that's that's always the the case, no matter even if it's a uh, women or whatever. Some bold predictions. I don't know. I I don't think Fritz will win two slams. I would think it would be cool if someone new won some slams. Uh, like I mean, Alcaraz won U.S. Open last year, but we'll, uh, hopefully we can start the year with a new winner or two new winners, one on the women's and one on the men's. But it looks unlikely with Djokovic being on the war path. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Let's let's uh, let's hope. That's why it's called the bold prediction because yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. believe it will happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm going to think of, of bold predictions for the next one. All right, Nanis, uh, I'm going to have to skedaddle to my physio who actually used to work with Caroline Garcia, so. Um, uh, and she says that she's a really great person. So that's extra reason to share for her, which I think. So um, I'm going there and then uh, we'll keep in touch for the Australian Open. Yeah, everyone should watch a lot of tennis. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next week with a few interesting results. We'll uh, we'll have the first round covered, definitely. 
and we'll we'll see um how everyone is playing but definitely around wednesday thursday time we should we should have the next podcast all right cool man take it all easy right. take care everyone ciao ciao